Nerd Soul. Oh yeah, lay ill kid at one yourself so holding down, bringing that street geek and nerd soul. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell. Let's go, man. Look, it's been a minute. It has been a long time since you've seen this screen. Of, well, maybe I guess maybe thumbnail on the video for the screen, but we up in here with Dapio Dope, and I'm not by myself. Oh yes, sir. The the gentleman that I'm bringing before you is known. Uh, to some as the universe's savior he's known to some as the man who will save folks out of a burning building this person will give you the shirt off of his back and then knit himself a brand new one from scratch that's right I'm talking about the one and only <laughs> Clement Bryant what's up See, no matter how long it's been, you continue to lie to the people. Oh, man. And, 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 and right now, lying is not good considering what's happening on our economy. But that is a whole other thing. Yeah, you can't be, you can't be lying in these streets. <laughs> what's good? Man, I'm chilling. I'm, I'm glad we're back. we talking about some stuff. We got uh, three, three, I guess, pretty interesting topics. You know, Marvel's been doing their thing this week. Um, who do who do you want to start with? It, to me, I'm I'm cool with either one. I mean, we we can start with you know some casting news. We can start with you know Mister uh, Mister Wade, if you will. Um, it, it's it's all up to you. Who you want to start with? I think we start with the most recent joint, the X Men trailer. Ah, uh, um, the X Men trailer or, or X Men ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, So we should be specific, but um, bro, like. I gotta say, before we get into any of this Marvel stuff, I love how people have been like, the MCU is dead. Peace out, MCU. They've lost, they've lost their edge. And literally... Well, people like to they, pile on. I know. And it's like, we're seeing that with like Avatar, the last Airbender before it even drops next week. It's a whole other thing. Maybe we should touch on later. But like, it's amazing how Marvel literally comes up with not one, not two, but just three separate beats in one week. Mm-hmm. And it was like, y'all must have forgot. <laughs> like, it's like, wait, it's like, wait, don't call it a comeback. We've been working on this for years. It's like, yeah, it is I, like that. I honestly don't think last year was a bad year. I think people, I think people had a bad taste in their mouth from phase four and they were just angry through all of 2023. Um, yeah. Because honestly, Guardians three, I was into it. Uh, Ant Man three is not my favorite, but I did think it was a better moving into a right direction. Yeah, it, I agree. It, it felt like a transition period where it's like, you know what? Okay, I can deal with this. I don't like everything about this movie, but I can deal with this movie. Then Guardians three, I liked, and I liked the Marvels as well. Now, of course, we also had Streak and Secret Invasion, but you know what I'm saying. I, I mean, I would say, you know, as far as as far as last year, I don't think last year was full trash like people were trying to call nah, it. Nah, I don't think it was full trash. I really think that the way that the reputation behind the Secret Invasion comic book and how the seeds that they were planning leading up to Secret Invasion, everybody was very hyped about it. And yeah. when you got into those full first couple episodes, outside of the whole AI issue in the, tri- in the, uh, the, the credits, they were good. And even I thought seeing some of the episodes as like, you know, a press member, I was like, okay, this is straight. This is exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. And then after that first, th- the third episode, 
it kind of went south. So yeah, I really think we were we were all thinking like, okay, episode one, okay, all right, let's see where it's going. Then we were like, hold up, there's only six episodes. Like, aren't y'all gonna have to like rush along? Like, y'all like we're gonna need more see, time. And I think what's going, I think what's going on with the whole Disney Plus stuff is one, you had. Well, I got to be careful about what I say because you know I ain't trying to get Kevin yeah. Feige shooting at me. Yeah, uh, you know. but, don't but worry. We, think, we, you know, we got we got our security up. You ain't got to worry about that. Nurse, nurse, don't let nobody get. <laughs> you know what I'm ain't, ain't nobody, uh, speaking, ain't nobody think about him. No, but it, I say, in my personal opinion, I think what happened is you saw what happened with the Netflix Marvel shows where they were thir- you know, ten to thirteen episodes, mm-hmm. and they went on for too long, so they're filling, trying to fill fill up space with filler material and then when you get to the finale of those of those um of those seasons they underwhelm well whereas disney plus is doing the opposite they're going too short and they still underwhelm so it's like and honestly with the netflix shows i would definitely say i would prefer their underwhelming to the disney underwhelming right and i and i hear that and like look Disney Plus has had some fire project. WandaVision was fire. Um, you know, Falcon and Oh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier? I like Falcon and Winter Soldier. I dug Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, Loki, season one and season two, mm-hmm. straight fire. Yeah, so they don't, they, um, don't, they don't have... They're not straight trash. They're not straight trash. And I think, like, instead of weighing the MCU as a whole, I think you have to take it project by project. I think because like, okay, the MCU is dead, then you get something like Guardians 3, and Guardians 3 is completely a testament to what the creativity and what the writing can do, especially given how long it took to get that movie from, you know, since uh, uh, Guardians 2 was released to when it came out. And so it was good. Black Panther 2 was good. Um, so I really think it's just like you have to take a project to project rather than weighing it as a whole. Because someone did someone did say that, you know, when you go to the comic book store or like back when you used to go to the comic book store, you didn't buy every single Marvel comic book. Exactly. You know so it's similar. The only thing is Marvel comic books do not cost you know, three, four hundred million dollars. Right. You know, two hundred million dollars to create, which is which is something that I've been. I, I've said this across the industry. Y'all need to bring your yeah. budgets down, and that's but another part of it. If y'all it's, brought y'all budgets down. You wouldn't have to. Y'all wouldn't be having these conversations about like, you know, you know, like uh, the the industries going under and this, then the third. Like, y'all need to bring them budgets down. And I mean, like, and that's a. It's it's that is a big part of it and people forget when you get these big names in a disney plus series or a disney or a disney movie or a marvel movie those names cost money mm-hmm. they cost and it's not one million two million three million dollars sometimes it's literally 10 15 million dollars which is you know depending on who that talent is that's why you know when you get someone who's undiscovered, they're getting three hundred, four hundred, maybe five hundred thousand tops. Where the big actors are getting more than that. Downey alone, you've heard what how much he made off of Endgame alone. Yeah, so, and I think I think didn't he also have a back end deal as well? 
Exactly. Like he got some kind of like kickback for like once it passed exactly. like a billion dollars or something like that. Exactly. And then you're not even talking about the directors who might even be just the directors in name or they screenwrite or they're doing all three where they're director, screenwriter and producer. So we got to think it's it's I think when you hear about, you know, corporations like, oh, they have these inflated budgets. No, I'm not defending them either. I'm just saying as someone who works on the back end of it, who works behind the scenes of it, you start to hear this stuff happen a lot. And so I think one, there needs to be a better connection of, you know, informing people like what's really happening behind the scenes, because also a lot of these movies have not 100, 200, they have thousands of people working on these movies from visual effects to catering to gaffers to sound designers to, um, you know, ADR to grab everything. It's a lot of money. Now, granted, you have movies like I'm trying to think of the movie that I saw recently that was like only 115 million in the budget. And the way that that movie looked, you couldn't convince me that they didn't spend $250 million on it before I saw how much they spent. Wow. Right? And we're in, and we're even talking like something like Godzilla minus one. And granted, I haven't seen it, but I've heard how much money they spent on that. And the effects are. As good as we're always. something like District Nine. Yeah, now, District yeah. Nine is an old movie. District but Nine at the time like, it looked amazing. It looked it looked amazing, and then you th- you think about movies like The Creator, that you're like, wait, they spent how much on that movie? Yeah, and you see something like The Creator's Fire. So right. like basically, what y'all need y'all need to go in and hire me, or like my mom <laughs> or something like that. People that know how to go to the clearance rack. All right, because y'all y'all be see what the thing is y'all be wanting to go get all this stuff with y'all movies y'all be wanting to go to the to the top name brand store y'all be wanting to go into like barney's or something Mm-mm, nah you got to go to burlington all right going to the clearance all right y'all need to go to value city go in the clearance section that's what that's yeah. how you save y'all money all right y'all doing y'all y'all always buying from the top Mm-mm, sometimes you gotta go get you find you something on clearance y'all need to go to ross right? i'll say this one thing and then we'll get back to exit there's also you have to pay the unions too that oh, was the true. whole big thing with this strike so it's like it ain't just production production budget has a lot of money that you have to do it but at the same time i feel like there is ways to cut back on the budget um but you look x-men 97 dude i know we've only seen the trailer but it looks fire the that part where you start off with music and you start to see how they're kind of weaving the story what they're kind of telling and that moment you know what moment i'm gonna get into where gambit charged wolverine's claws yeah (laughs) see i need i'm glad you're here because uh coop coop and uh dub from blurtish they love the trailer me i'm a little on the fence about the trailer but i'm glad you're here because i'm like i want to be excited for this trailer but i'm not full excited i don't hate it but i'm not full over the moon for it but i get that it's like it's like when you look at the x-men animated series you're gonna have your diehards that nothing comes close to the original right Mm -hmm. and then you start to look like i did some research last night about like who's voicing cyclops you couldn't tell me 
that the guy that voicing Cyclops in uh, X-Men 97 is not the original guy, Norm Spencer, from the original series. You couldn't have told me that. And so I looked at it, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and, yeah, like, it, so that level of detail to it, you know? There, and, and speaking of the detail, it is great seeing uh, because I'll, I'm not going, you know, you know, I don't like the trash stuff, y'all. Like, and it's not that I don't like this. I will say, for the most part, I like what I see from the character, uh, the character design standpoint. Um, it looks, I mean, it looks like it fits right in line with the original series, which I still watch. Right, but some of the some of the character designs they do the the biggest one is Magneto. I do not like his character design when they when they released what they looked like. I was like, I don't like this. I was like, I still don't like this. So that's that's a big thing that kind of like held me back. the The line from Wolverine sounded kind of out of place. It just sounded weird. But I mean, maybe just you know they were just like, hey, we gotta get the trailer out. But besides that, the way it looks that uh, there's a shot where there's a a huge statue of um, uh, Professor X and yeah. Magneto together. I love that shot. Like it just shows that okay, we're kind of like following and in following this, there are people that are, you know, of course, still hating the mutants, and there's also a whole another side that apparently is revering these mutants. You know, like you have, uh, there's a shot, I guess it's like a, like a, I guess like a large citadel or temple or something, but you have yeah. a, you know, a statue of Magneto and Xavier and it looks incredible. Um, and then also just the shine of the HD-ness of it all yeah, is something that I love. But those two big points are what kind of held me back. But seeing, come on, man, seeing, seeing Gambit. On Wolverine's back, charging Bro. his claws. Like okay, like they say, like a hot knife through butter. Like what is he about to? What is he about to slice? What, right. Like, and you got to think. You got to think. Like Wolverine's claws are made of adamantium. We all know that. They are pretty much one of the strongest metals in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. What are the, okay? Alone is cuts like hot, like a you know. You know, a hot knife through butter. But then you charge it. What is going to happen when he charges something, gets claws, and he cuts through it? Like, uh, the, it, the possibilities of what they're playing with just by what they're showing in the trailer alone will make it's got to make any X Men fan excited for, you know, what they're about to do. And the fact that it's coming out next month. Yeah, it, we don't have that's to another wait thing. six it months. Was, it was going to come out. It's coming out way earlier than I thought it was going to come out. Yeah, and I because think I'm thinking when I'm watching surprising. the trailer, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, fall, you know, like September or something. They were like, it's coming out tomorrow. I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I was like, oh, look, hold up, wait, wait a second. And I think you can start to tell now that Iger's back in charge how much Marvel's pulling back. And what, how much they're releasing. Now, granted, yeah, we got three press beats in one week, but that is for a movie that comes out in July. They're talking about the X Men that comes out in March, and then they're talking about Fantastic Four that comes out next year. Yeah, next year. So I think 
they're doing the right thing because I think between late phase four and early phase five, there was too much Marvel in the marketplace. There was too much. Um, This is something that I slightly disagree on. mm. I don't think it was too much. I don't think it was good enough. There's people people out there that will eat pizza every single day and they'll never say, oh, pizza is trending downward. Oh, you know, pizza is getting overexposed. No, because it's good. If it's good, people are going to be cool. There's people that eat ice cream every day. There's people that eat sub sandwiches every day, some kind of Philly cheesesteak or something every day. You'll never see them. Oh, it's, this is this is overrated. No, because it's good. If it's good, people will still watch that stuff. I think True. that Marvel has had some quality issues and not to the point where I think people should be like, it's over. But yes, to the point where people should be like, hey, man, maybe y'all need to, you know, y'all need to circle up in the locker room and figure out y'all game plan. See, like, and I think, even I I've think, said maybe y'all need to shut down for like a year or two, figure right. out what y'all want to do, and then come back. See, and I think it's a little bit of both because I think for people like us, it's mm-hmm. not too much. But for people who are not even casual fans of of um of you know Marvel or whatever it is DC, if they are just like, hey, I want to just see a movie, yeah, especially if you're telling so them that they kind of have to know everything. Right, and that's and that's okay, the good point, good point. like the Marvels, where it's like, all right, in the films, you know of Captain Marvel, and you're gonna know maybe a little bit of Spectrum, right? You're only gonna know a little bit, but for people who only follow the movies, they're not gonna go. They're not gonna know who Kamala Khan is. All they're gonna know is there's this new girl who has light power, who has light based powers, and she's suddenly yeah. with. Captain Marvel on the spectrum, and it's like, wait, where did she come from? So, with all of that storytelling getting released in between late phase four and early phase five, it's a lot to catch up on. Yeah, Even, especially you know, if you're to- asking people that they kind of have to see everything or know everything. Also, I think the Marvels probably should have been called Captain Marvel Two, uh, Captain Marvel Two colon the Marvels, um, because of course Captain Marvel, whether you like it or not it was successful financially and right generally critics liked it so they should have kept the name captain marvel 2 i don't mind the marvels i get what it means but like you said the average people that aren't even casual fans they might just be like oh yeah captain marvel i had a good time at the theater watching that that was fun you know right. we, we went into some 90s stuff and a couple shenanigans and we had some changey people in there you know <laughs> right so <laughs> and, i think and they Sorry, didn't bring ahead. out Blue Marvel, which I thought was a missed opportunity. But you know, I I'm not against the the X Men scene at the end as much as other people are. Right. Um, so you know, and I thought you know, okay, she's in a new universe, and I feel like between that scene and then you get X Men '97, it's like they're slowly integrating. The mutants into the MCU. Yeah. And even when we got, when we watched, you know, the end of, um, you know, Miss Marvel on Disney Plus, and you heard the theme where it's like, oh, you're a mutant. They're starting to slowly plant these seeds in there. So by the time that you get to the X Men, you're already ready. Yeah. And that's the smart thing they're doing. I've seen people say, even about this in X Men 97, people saying, like, um, 
the introduction of the X-Men should be a huge splashy thing and not like this small stuff that you see at like uh, Miss Marvel or at the end of the Marvels it should be a big, big splashy thing and my response to that is no trust me it will still be big and splashy what they're it's just doing is splashy. letting you know that they've always been here exactly but yeah, trust think- me when when something with something there's some big catastrophe you know catastrophe that befalls the planet or something like that trust me something's gonna happen yeah you know, i do like the fact we should have these small mentions of like you know and guardians getting mentions of like the shiar empire or something like that you know that. like we should we should get small stuff like that to let let us know oh they were always here you know then they just weren't dealing or like you didn't know the issues they were dealing with you know because right. you know because since they're mutants you don't really trip on it or maybe mutation is something that's been kind of shunned societally so like you're like i don't even care about that i don't you know so i mean they're I think when See, they really do drop the X Men, it'll still be a huge thing, and it's it'll probably be a huge it'll thing. probably be a mind blowing thing in like one of the Avengers films, where it's like, oh, whoa, yeah. hold on, what? I didn't even notice because See, you know X- the Marvel brand still knows how to surprise people, like like yeah. they did with this X Men ninety seven trailer. Well, look at I mean, and I was and you, you kind of hit on something for me. The press strategy of what they did this week was right they didn't wait to do deadpool fantastic four and x-men in like three separate weeks they did it all in one week they brought their heavy hitters out in literally one week so you had literally what was it valentine's day was what wednesday right so you had deadpool on a sunday you had uh fantastic four on a wednesday then you had literally not even 24 hours later x-men so they brought all their heavy hitters in one week to remind you that the subtext of what they're saying in the releases we haven't gone anywhere yeah we may have messed up a little bit but we are still here and we still have things for you to watch and we still have ways to entertain you and surprise you that press strategy was a really great a strategy to tell people hey we're still here we ain't gone nowhere yeah like i i see this in sports terms i see this as a team as a team that was great for 10 years building up and then they got back-to-back championships then they had a season where they didn't make the playoffs and now this most recent recent season they got into the second round of the playoffs and they look like they're starting to get strong but they didn't make it all the way and, and I, also let's let's not let's not forget that releasing all of these the same week that madam web comes out oh god <laughs> Oh, poor Madam Web, man. Poor like, Madam like, Web. Look, I haven't seen Madam Web. I'm not going to say anything bad about it. Because, like, personally, I don't like to trample on people's hard work. Because, look, whether you, you might just see the actors and you're going to see what is screen, but that still represents the gaffers. Yeah. That self-represents the photography. It still represents... No one sets out to make a bad movie or a bad TV show sometimes it is just what it is um but also or sometimes there's some executive somewhere that's not listening to someone like me like yo bro don't don't do it like this don't don't do it also, like this they're like no we also, got it <laughs> it's like that but also sometimes they're just doing it for hey 
these actors need a check or hey we need to hold on to the rights of spider-man so how can we do that yeah it sometimes it's more than just the release but the thing is it's like this is what you do sony sony look i'm gonna just i'm gonna throw y'all another bone real quick we'll get back to x-men i'm gonna throw y'all a bone y'all need to keep the rights to spider-man i get that so hire a spider-man guy oh i forgot you already have someone that's able to do that or a team of people whoever the team is that is working on the (laughs) spider-verse content knows what they're doing whoever is working on the spider-man video game content know what they're doing why don't you give them a little bit more money and have them give you about four or five scripts for some stuff in your live action and then you're going to be fine because the best spider-man writers have been either on spider-verse or the spider-man video games for the last you know five ten years or whatever like bruh y'all they already there I mean, you got their phone numbers. I'm not sure if you saw this, but Jake Johnson, who plays Peter B. Parker in the Spider Verse, Mm -hmm. he said if he were asked to reprise some Spider Man in live action, he'd be like, I don't know about that. Pretty much was the subtext of what he said. Wow. So I got to find the quote, but that's not a good sign, right? Now, (laughs) I'm just saying this as a fan and not someone who's making a criticism on a company. True. As a fan, that speaks a lot of volumes. As a publicist, that speaks a lot of volumes. As a marketing he like issue, look, that the animation on point, video games on point. I don't know what y'all live action people doing though. So, and I mean and we saw what happened and you know the team that wrote Madam Web also wrote Morbius, also did Gods of Egypt. Um mm. And mm. they haven't had a lot of hits. Now, I'm just, I'm mm. just saying what the how facts are. How people be keeping their jobs, man? Like this, y'all, y'all better be lucky that Hollywood is not the corporate world, boy. Because y'all, whoo. I mean, mm. there is still corporate politics in Hollywood. I mean, yes, there. Me. What I mean, the corporate world, like, like working at Comcast or working right. at Capital One or Bank right. of America, like those right. kind of like more straightforward corporate entities. Like, right. if you man, look, you can't be, you can't have guys of Egypt and Morbius and Madam Web. Mm, you gonna be in the mail look, room? <laughs> I'm just stating what the facts are, not my my opinion. I know. So I, I'm stating the opinion. I, I in, yeah. in the corporate world, you are not getting a raise on that. All right. You're not getting look, a raise on that. And look, I think I think there's a lot that goes into it, but you know, this is but also kind of to your earlier point about pizza. Pizza only costs what? $10, $12 for a large pizza? Yep. You're talking about people that are spending their harder money $13, $14, sometimes $20 a month for a streaming service. Yeah. And that's why streaming is also up and it's down, is because the quality issues are hard to keep going on project after project after project after project. And those quality issues, like if you have crappy internet, you're not going to stay with that crappy internet. You're going to look for another solution. Same concept. So, and also talking about money, when you have to go to a theater, of all right the tickets you cost for a family of four how much is that going to cost you then sometimes in la you got five dollars and 99 cents 
But then sometimes in LA, depending or where you're at, you gotta pay for parking. Yep. Then you have to pay for snacks and pop or cola. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, depending on where you, if you're soda. in the Midwest, what is pop in the Midwest? Pop, soda pop like in the, somewhere else so, in cola somewhere depending on where you at. The and I I teeter between soda and pop because my I spent time in upstate New York as a kid. Was born in Maryland, so it's like you. I teeter between, but I'm getting off track. But and then and then, what else do you have to pay for? Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff to pay for when you go see a movie. Mm-hmm. Gas, gas to get to the movie. <laughs> it's like there's a lot of stuff to consider with that. So all I'm saying is, when we talk about the quality issues and we talk about how much it is to see something. And how general audiences may be losing their patience, you start to see why. Mm. You know, so it's a lot to consider. But you know, back to X Men. You know, I love how we talk about these things, and we get off topic. We come back. We get off topic. It's funny. Uh, but, look, I think it, you know X Men. It, it all goes together. It all, it, it all goes together. Um, but look, X Men looks straight, and then we get to Fantastic Four. Look. I'll be the first person to say they took their time when Fantastic Four because everyone, bro, there were so. And look, I understand why. I'm not criticizing Disney's um, strategy with the casting and waiting to release it. Um, I just think there were so many links that it was essentially the worst secret that they were going to do the Fantastic Four movie. We all know they're going to do that. <laughs> but how much, how many rumors of casting we had? I think, you know, we heard Pedro was in it. Of course, he's in it now. It's a confirmed. But we heard Pedro. We heard Margot Robbie. We heard... Um, didn't we hear Adam Driver at one point? Like... Oh, yeah. There were so many leaks and so many rumors and so many things that, like, finally, it's just like our great national mystery has been solved, right? It's, I love how they just came part out of this fantastic, fantastic Four that now that it's out, I'm just like, finally, thank God. Now we can move on. Right. Like, I'm tired. Of, right, like, exactly. I'm so tired of it maybe being somebody that when now that we actually know, I, it's kind of like, it's not that I don't care, but I'm just like, finally, okay, good. We can move on. Now right. it's, or it's set it like, in stone. Yeah, look. But, the look, biggest, we don't know. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. The biggest what? No, the only thing. Look, we don't know what was happening behind the scenes as much as some, you know, armchair studio detectives, <laughs> you know, scoopers, whatever. We do not know that was going on behind the scenes. We have no idea. I'm just stating that I'm glad that we finally have the announcement that we have a release date and. We have a director, and we know approximately where the movie is going to take place and what time frame. We yeah. know all of that. No, I didn't know that part. I didn't know we had a, a good idea of where it was going to take place. I didn't know that part. Well, well, you look at the you look at the, um, the post that released. You can kind of you can kind of speculate that it's going to take place early sixties, mid sixties, based off. How they retooled the Fantastic Four logo. When we first saw the, 
saw the first logo was like very high tech. It was very modern. Now you look at what they actually released. Good point. Good point. It's a throwback. It's a throwback. And look, good I'm point. not seeding. I'm just speculating. See, about I where just it thought is, I just got that vibe. That. I just thought they were going with that vibe for the kind of Valentine's Day thing. But you're right. If yeah. if this vibe is not just for the Valentine's Day kind of right. uh, aesthetic, if this is going to be the aesthetic of yeah, you're right. This is going to be back in the what late sixties, like, right? And honestly, sixty-seven, something like that. And honestly, if they if that is what they're going for, it's a good way to separate themselves from the first two movies that were released in the Fox days with you know Evans, Young Griffin. Um, Alba and Chiglis. Like, it's a really good way to separate themselves and be like, this is a whole new thing that we are doing. It is not connected to those movies at all. This is a brand new guest. And the costumes that were in the art, they're very much 60s, um, definitely like get ups, like costumes. So, look, if they cape with that, I'm really interested to see where they're going to go with it. And the, um, I generally like all these people. Like, I know, yeah. uh, Vanessa Kirby, I know her from uh, Mission Impossible stuff. Uh, Pedro mm-hmm. Pascal, of course, we know him from pretty much everything. But now the Mandalorian. <laughs> but uh, uh, what is it? Uh, um, Joseph Quinn. I don't know him. F- I don't really know him from anything. But then, did you um, see? Sorry, go ahead. I can't remember the other guy. He was the brother in what was the show? I can't. Ben Grimm, the guy who's playing. Uh, what is it? Eben Moss. Um, Background. Uh, what was he? And he was he was, so, he was he was kind of like the the crappy brother in some show and i can't remember what it was but he was so he's in the bear he plays richie in the i think he plays richie in the bear okay um, but then everyone seems to forget that he was in what the mcu pretty much technically he was micro and punisher huh. mm-hmm. and he was in andor so like look I think they got a really good choice for Ben Graham. Yeah, based I, off I, what I I've seen in the bear, I'm like that is that is the energy that Ben Graham gives off, and I think they made a good choice. Joseph Quinn, from what I've seen of him in Stranger Things, and what I'm looking forward to seeing him in the uh, Quiet Place prequel, I'm really excited to see what his take on Johnny is going to be. Oh um, snap! Hold up, he's from. Oh, that's what. Yeah, his face a, was kind yeah. of familiar, but I was like, I don't know, I don't, I've never seen him anything. Oh yeah, I forgot because he's not dressing like it's the '80s anymore. So, right, exactly. So yeah, right, that, yeah. So, no, he kind of he came through in the last season. That's a, he did. That's a whole other thing. Like the final, like, season, let's be honest, the final the, season of Stranger Things is going to be crazy. I mean, look, I'm not even, I'm not even ready for that yet. But like the fact that he came in the Stranger Things. Now, granted, the writing has a big thing to do with it but also the performance is the whole other piece of it for him yeah, to come definitely. into an established cast four seasons in and make that much of an impression that he immediately has all these fans that love him they can't wait for him that speaks to what his ability is as an actor yeah so definitely. i'm really excited to see what he's gonna do be the johnny because let's be honest outside every each of the Fantastic Four is important, but Johnny, you have to be very good to nail Johnny. Yeah, and see, that's, Johnny's, that's Johnny's Since difficult. they are the first family of Marvel, not right. only Johnny, but what is Johnny and Ben's 
banter like because they have to exactly. kind of they have to they have out. to click if but look if 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 they don't click as a quartet it's bad but if they if reed and susan don't click and johnny and ben don't click it's gonna be raw wrong yeah. so the fact that they got these actors who they are excites me just based off a fan not from a business perspective just as a fan i'm excited to see him look pedro i'm gonna say something that might be controversial i don't understand like look and this is just twitter social media you know i don't understand the pedro and the joseph quinney i really don't pedro we saw what he got into last of us we saw what he did with the mandalorian um even if like the smaller movies that he was in the movie with nick cage that he was in was great um I don't understand the hate around Pedro being weed. Yeah, he's not what the because conventional. He's not, he's not like the right. um sort of like the quintessential uh like Anglo-Saxon white male kind of right. thing. Which, but then we got that. Which is kind of which is kind of I'm I'm interested to see why they made that choice because they sp- they did spend so long to make the choice of who Reed was going to be. And they made it seem like it was going to be so hard to choose the right people. But then they choose someone who isn't the, I guess, the, I guess the, uh, the kind of expected look for Reed. Now, honestly, I don't really super care because I don't think, I mean, he's still be, he's still kind of playing sort of like a white guy sort of in, in that, way and not not that i think it super matters because i don't think there's anything about reed that has to be white but they're not they're not it's not like they're playing him like oh well reed is now you know reed is now from you know botswana or something like that you know what i'm saying i don't think they're playing it like that my biggest thing about reed because i think pedro's cool i do think pedro is getting in a lot of stuff and depending on the type of read they're playing i don't know if he can play that kind of guy but i am interested to see where it goes because are they going to do the reed richards that is kind of like the altruistic good guy who's super smart you know helps out his friends this and the third or are they going to play the reed richards that is a little darker like the reed richards that sort of becomes the maker like are they going to do that reed richards hey. Like, like and you so which one are we gonna get is you know kind of what i'm interested in like how are they gonna play him out honestly we've seen what pedro can do pedro pedro can go from being you know the straight good guy to having some darkness to him even what he did with max so lord and wonder woman too that i know a lot of people talk about there was a, a little bit of a kind of a creepy darkness the way he played Maxwell lord right mm-hmm. um so honestly i'm not gonna judge it until i see it but based off what pedro has done so far i'm not worried but also we saw what they went with when they got when they went with like a straight choice with krasinski and um multiverse of madness and people were still unhappy so yeah yeah, sometimes people ain't gonna be they're 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 not not gonna gonna be happy happy. they're not gonna be happy but to a point sometimes look i'm not saying I have to be very careful diplomatically with how I say this. Sometimes you don't know what you want until you get it. Yeah, right? they, that's definitely true. 
And, and it's I, like sometimes it's, like I wonder how they're gonna play Reed because it could be cool to get sort of the maker, but I know that's a lot of you know I know that they don't want to they don't want to be like hey we just brought you a whole bunch of heroes by the way this guy's kind of dirty and he wants to remake the universe in his own vision like <laughs> well, we and we don't know and look and look i'm gonna say something funny like look when i was growing up i hated the concept of chicken livers right i was like Ugh, chicken liver right and then i tried chicken liver from the, from the way that my mom made chicken livers i was like what have i been missing the dirty like, you know what, this is concept. great right so it's like like and i think the biggest example of it is when people were so offended and upset that heath ledger was going to be the joker yeah. fast forward you get joker you get his joker and you're like dang <laughs> like what yeah it really showed like the way they wrote him and played him it's like yeah this guy is crazy like not just crazy but also dangerous right I really think that it's just you have to wait till you see the finish. And product. I assume by now Not they've the already trailer. done all of their like you know screen tests and everything, right? So right, they so, they kind of got it. I I assume, right? And so hopefully they do because sometimes you know Marvel does these deals and it's just like all right, you are you're the Black Panther, you are uh, Captain Marvel, and then you start to kind of kind of reverse engineer it to find who's going to play well with each other. So I just say like, look, trailer, you get fired up about the trailers, we all do. That's great. But until you see the finished product, I'm the person that chooses to save Yeah, I need, I need to see, I see that it. trailer first. I, Once I see that trailer, then I'll have right. a better idea. Like, um... Kind of like now, I will say outside of the the Marvel, you know, outside of the Marvel space, you know, Ghostbusters came through with two trailers and they they shining right now. So it's like, but at, before that, I was like, ah, uh, I don't know. Even with the teaser, I was like, okay, the teaser looks good. What we gonna yeah. get? Then when they dropped those two other trailers two weeks ago, I think. Then right. I was like, oh, okay, we good now. Like we yeah, real good. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes it takes a little bit for them to release the trailer in the way. Like I'm trying to remember what trailer it was. Um The Black Panther, the I love the first trailer for Wakanda Forever. I loved it. It's still one of my favorite trailers ever. But when they released that second trailer, I was like, oh, okay. Now you're starting to see where they're gonna go with it. I just think, you know, I get tired of ripping on something, ripping on something, or something to the point of you see it, then you're like, oh, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. But you've been hating it for, really for the entire. Yeah, it's like you were already kind of angry it. about it. Right. So I just think it's like, let's wait to see what it looks like and let's just see how it turns out and then you make your yeah and like keep your all. eyes out for these post credit scenes for you know Deadpool because well excuse me Deadpool and Wolverine because Deadpool and Wolverine well I guess well you know what I'll because I don't want to I don't want to switch yet is there is there anything else we have to say about uh Fantastic Four uh I think the only other thing I have to say about Fantastic Four is I love how they just released it on Valentine's Day like usually that's like a comic-con or 
a New York Comic Con release that it's like, okay, they release. They just were like, you know what? It's been a while. Valentine's Day. We'll just and it was it was that. cute. I loved it. Like they did. I loved uh, it. They Marvel did that, which I thought was cute. And then Ghostbusters also did this little. They did this little promotion thing where it's like, have you been ghosted? And it was like, <laughs> with Kamel, Nan, Johnny, and um. Patton Oswalt uh, did like this little like short on on YouTube, you know, like call us if you've been ghosted kind of thing. So right, so I thought it was cute. I I think it's cool to like pick little holidays and do something fun around it. Like why not? I mean, now on one hand, I know it can be a lot of work, but like for this for this Valentine's Day, you know, you get a get a dope artist, put the art together, and just release it, or you know, like maybe get someone to come in or a couple people to come in on their day rate and film something they could do something cool for like i don't know national cats day or something just do the flurkins i don't know something you know you could do <laughs> some fun stuff and it doesn't have to be some like it doesn't have to be end game that's a that's another thing right everything doesn't have to be end game y'all like it doesn't i love end game you love end game we all love end game but every single comic book is not, you know, every single comic book is not Infinite Crisis or Civil War or, you know, 4001 AD for all the people that love uh, Valiant Comics or so, or like, you know, nice. or Infinity or Infinity, you know, Gauntlet or whatever. It You can have comic books that are just cool on their own and like there's not some huge existential universal Galactus level threat or something. And honestly, it's like and you hear both ends of like where we were, where we sat in the industry. You hear both ends. I wish they would do smaller scale stuff because that sometimes that's when the MCU is best, or whether it's a comic book story or if it's a franchise thing. I wish they would do smaller scale stories that kind of are self-contained. And then you're like, why can't it be a game? I think it's also you're never going to please everyone. Yeah, and I feel like. And you can't get in game until you have, you know, five to ten years of small stories that dovetail into this, or just having a, or having just a self-contained story, is sometimes. And I feel like I understand that franchise. That's all Hollywood is right now is franchises because that's the way to get people. And sometimes the studios don't want to take risks on smaller scale stuff. Um, you know, so I think where i'm going with this is sometimes it's just based on what the project is and you have to let the project be what it is instead of looking forward to be how it plays into this tapestry or what thread is this or what web is this or what it's okay let it be its own story and weigh it on the merits of its own film tv show web series whatever it is instead of kind of just saying one project is represented over the whole universe because that's not what it is sometimes you know you get yeah. something like Iron Man 2 and okay the MCU is over it's it's not great and then <laughs> on the front on the back end you'll get something like Endgame where you get something like Winter Soldier that look let's be honest no one was checking for Winter Soldier in the way that people are talking about Winter Soldier now no no not until not until that trailer drop were people even caring about Winter Soldier. That trailer drop, then people were like, hold up, oh, this might be this might be alright. And then when the uh, movie came out, 
then it was like immediate fan praise. And then you hear people that are like, I always thought it was, I always knew it was going to be fire. And I'm like, no, no, let's be honest. Same thing with Heath Ledger. Like, (laughs) I did. That's why I'm saying it's just like, let it be what it's going to be. And then you make a decision. And great. And I'm not criticizing anyone. I'm just saying where my head is at, speaking from my point of view. Um, because look, sometimes it's just like, man, sometimes you just want to go out. There's enough hate and drama and strategy and misery in the world. You know what I mean? Why bring down something that's supposed to lift us up, that's supposed to entertain us, that's supposed to inspire us, to give us hope? Well, I mean, also, I mean, back to the analogy of food, when you're making, you know, a cake or something like that, it don't look like all that when it's in the bowl before you mix it. You know, it, you know, got some eggs in there. I don't know. Some, Gordon Ramsay. Some, some bacon powder, some sugar. It looked like slop in that bowl. Then when you start mixing it, it's like, okay, now it looks a little different. Then you bake that bad boy. Then it's like, oh, all right. And then you <laughs> let him cook. Let him cook. Yeah, let him I, cook. Use, I use let him cook. So I just think like, I just like, like Avatar, bro. I know we're not, we're not going to be talking about Avatar, but look, look people are already bringing down avatar and i'm like look does it look like anything from what the Shyamalan movie was no no i think at least from looks of it i don't i really don't know what people are mad about because from the looks of it it like they've casted it well and it looks the only reason i'm not interested is because i want to see something new i don't want to see kind of like a replay of what i already you know saw but I don't think it looks I looked at it, I was like, oh snap, like this looks it looks good. It looks like Avatar. Right. Um, and look, maybe other people not, are I don't know what sorry. they're mad about really. So I don't know. Bruh, bruh, they're not calling him on. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Oh, they're not, they're not calling No, they're calling him Aang. You know how the Shaman movie called him Ong? Then they're calling why? him Aang. They should be happy. They should be like, That's, look. Look, I, that, and that's what I'm saying. It's just like, look, man, there's a, there's so much just negativity in the world already without you just tearing something down. Just let it be something, and then let's see what it's going to be. Now, if it's bad, it's bad. But even then, credit, accept what it is. Don't, you know, rip someone down. This is the worst movie ever made, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, nah, bro. Like, look, there's nah, more dude, important things to worry about. Like it's, it's probably let me get on my soapbox. But let me get off my soapbox. But I like, do want to talk no. about a movie that's going to be oh, it's going to be brought to us by Marvel Jesus. That's right. Wow, <laughs> wow. The segue, the segue is going to be brought perfect. the savior. Of, well, at, actually, I've been playing around with that line because when I when I reviewed the trailer, I was uh, playing around with that. I was like, you know what? Him saying Marvel Jesus could just be a, a joke about like, hey, I'm here to be the savior of the the universe or it could be a kind of hint that he might be sacrificing himself or sacrificing something in this movie but the the deadpool and wolverine not deadpool 3 deadpool and wolverine trailer drop how do you feel about that man look (laughs) Uh, the fact that he's I don't know I'm gonna put this. The fact that he's saying he's Marvel Jesus in a Marvel movie <laughs> and breaking the fourth wall in an MCU movie and they're letting him do it. 
That's all you have to say. That's all you have to say. And that and look, that reload scene in that trailer where he catches the one magazine Man, and the other I, gun. I was watching that part. <laughs> I was like, show off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like you get the you get the humor of Wade Wilson, then you see what he actually does. You're like, this dude is a bad. Like, 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 hold up, I forgot. He's actually nice with it too. Like, he's not. He's straight with it, and he's got the super. Like, bro, like, and the fact that you start to see, you start to see as that scene plays out that there's a 20th century Fox logo behind him. Yeah. All right, man, and the fact that they're using the TVA as a plot device to bring Wade and you know Wolverine into the MCU and all of his friends, like, man, I just. Yeah, I think I'm I think really that's a, excited. I think that's an awesome way to do it. Like, there's there was someone else. Is it Nando? I think I'll, I'll give Nando a shout out. I think Nando, uh, Nando movies did a did like a, a theory video or something like that, where he did a theory for the Deadpool three, and basically it was the tie in was Mojo. So like Mojo World oh. is kind of like where he tied in the different threads of all these universes. So I was like, yeah, I was like, that could work too. But like something like that or TVA is awesome. And like, of course, yeah. us coming off the heels of a very good Loki season two, like the TVA is an awesome thing to keep going and to keep it sort of like a staple in the MCU as like sort of like a background entity that always is like working and watching and, you know, kind of making sure no one goes too crazy kind of thing. It's kind of like they're the time. It's like they're the now that shield's gone in the MCU. It's like they're like the time shield, essentially, right? Yeah, or Where, they're the time cops. Oh, bring John really? Van Dam really? y'all. Come on, you fired. You're Yo, fired, man, bro. Tom Cop was sweet. <laughs> I don't care what nobody say. Tom Cop was sweet. He did the splits in the kitchen, you. man. Come on. I'm just, I'm just messing with you, bro. <laughs> um. But yeah, look, I, I I I really think it's a smart way to weave in the other uh, the other universes into TVA. It's like, all right, this is you're going to be your plot device. I really look forward to seeing how they play into it. Um, I I I can't say enough things about Deadpool. I'm just excited that it's finally here after all of the rumors and the plots and the set leaks i'm yeah, we, excited and i don't, I don't even see. think the set leaks are set leaks i think that's like ryan reynolds having this stuff done like the now i will say one thing they did i like the fact that since we know so much about wolverine we like basically didn't even see him in this trailer right and then they dropped the name of it deadpool and wolverine which is a whole different thing because it's like okay Deadpool 3, all right, it's going to be about Deadpool. Then it's like, hold up, Deadpool and Wolverine? This is a whole different concept. So uh-huh. we got not only a trailer, but we got a huge surprise in this trailer that this is going to be a movie that is a team-up. So it's not going to be a situation where it's Deadpool 3 and like Wolverine's there for a second, they do some stuff together. No, this this is Deadpool and this is Tango and Cash, man. Come on, they're both going to be in it. It's, going- it's, it's essentially a buddy cop movie, and it's like yeah. we already know Wolverine is this Wolverine can wisecrack, but he's going to be the straight man. That's what Wolverine's going to be. And then you get someone like Wade Wilson slash Deadpool, who is off the wall, fourth wall breaking, crazy AF, 
Yeah, that pairing, dude, is going to be very good. And the, fact and the that funny thing is, they're it's they're not going to have, you know, there's not going to be an adult in the room because both of them have very similar temperaments about dealing with bad guys. So they're exactly. not going to have like a Professor X to be like, calm down, everyone. No, they're going to be like, kill him. Yeah, kill him. It's going to it's right. not going to be it's not going to be a but, situation where it's like someone's look, there to be like, hey guys, maybe we shouldn't kill him. It's like, no, you got two guys that have no problem with killing someone. And the good thing about okay, this is gonna sound weird the way I say it. The good thing about X Men Origins is that Hugh and Ryan are already familiar with each other, that they know yeah. that they've already worked together, that they know pretty much that. I know that the movie's not gonna be touching on that, and I hope it doesn't. But at the same time, the fact that those two actors know each other and they, you know, played in the movie and they, you know, been on set together, I really think that that shows and the fact that you came back to work with ryan <laughs> it it excites me about the, what the possibilities of the movies are going to be yeah and also this i mean this movie has a lot riding on it mm -hmm. when you think about all of the sort of naysayers this movie has a lot riding on it like you know from a post-credit standpoint because i'm sure people are already wondering what the post-credits are going to be like that I mean, I assume we're going to get something that has to do with the Fantastic Four. I assume we're going to get something that has to do with the X-Men. But, I mean, we still have a whole bunch of quasi-young Avengers that haven't been really, you know, handled at all. Except for the sort of post-credit scene with Miss Marvel, which I think... I mean, with the Marvels, which I think should have been handled differently, but I'm not against it. But this this movie has a lot riding on it but i think it's going to be okay i really do like and because it's because deadpool is a property that he's allowed to be like weird and wild and crazy and violent yeah yeah um, so i think they're going to be fine and here's the thing it's like as a fan i personally i'm not trying to attach all of that to it as someone who works in entertainment, I'm sorry, I have to keep on repeating that. I'm going to try to get away from that in the future. But <laughs> someone who's who's behind the scenes, bro, I'm like, it does have a lot of writing on it because there's been so much negativity about what the MCU has been over the last few years that if this movie doesn't break in the way that it needs to break, what does that mean for Fantastic Four? What does that mean for Secret Wars, Kang Dynasty, if that even mm. is the what it's called? Um, what so, you the, know, what's the budget of Deadpool Wolverine? Do we know yet? Well, what's the? I don't know. Like, we let's see what the budget is real quick. But depending on the budget, I mean, like it, it might have a large hurdle to cross. But it does. It, you know, it hey it comes out in the summer way you know in the middle of the time where people you know are able to go out and have fun and you know it's going to be warm and no one's going to be locked in the locked in some snowstorm and anything like that so they should be fine it you know Look, it man, should ice. be okay so well we'll see but i mean look i think I'm, i think this is going to be a movie that 
I think it's going to do extremely well. Look, I'm look. I'm going to look at the release schedule right now between what it is between May and July. So because we got as far as big movies, we have we got the Fall Guy. Um, the Fall Guy, which looks great, by the way. Yeah, Planet yeah. Of the, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Um, Furiosa. Oh, true I thought. See, wait, um, hold up. Is Furiosa is Furiosa a movie or a series? I thought it was a series. It's a movie. It's a oh, movie. it's a movie. Oh, my um, bad. Sorry, y'all. I thought it was a series. Let's see what is. You got the John Wick spinoff, Ballerina, Inside Out Two, Bad Boys Four is supposedly released in June, Quiet Place, which is like will a be me for crazy concept, Beverly Hills Cop. Axel F, Twisters. So after Twisters is Deadpool, Deadpool and Wolverine. So it's not exactly a stacked summer. There's gonna be there's gonna be some hits. Yeah, it might it might be some minor hits like like Ballerina, which is a John Wick spinoff. Depending on how dope that is, and depending on how much it costs too, that could end up being one because remember the first john wick was kind of like oh keanu's in this movie he's shooting people okay mm-hmm. and nobody was really tripping on it until it dropped mm-hmm. so and maybe then, ballerina will be kind of like the same way where people aren't really thinking about it. it's like oh ballerina okay i get it you know like it's spinoff whatever and then when it drops it'll be like real flames but here's the thing it's like look and i really hope that there's a lot of it so i'm not saying like from what we know that there's not going to be like how we're attaching all this stuff to Fantastic Four yeah. and you know Quiet Place to people, uh, all this kind of stuff. I hope there's a lot of hits. I'm just saying when Deadpool Wolverine drops, the box office alone is going to has a seismic effect. Yeah, I, I hope so, man. Because last year, remember, last year Mission Impossible didn't do what people thought it was going to do, and I love but, that movie. I, I know. That, I mean, and that's let's Tom be, Cruise, one of the you know movie stars of movie stars. But let's be honest. The I have to be again very diplomatic when I say the way that where Mission Impossible was released is why it didn't perform the way it did. It should have. I mean, mm. the release window that it had was the reason why it didn't perform the way that it. Okay. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. Because I like me, I love Mission Impossible. I thought it was straight. Yeah, that movie it. was crazy. And in the end of spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen Mission Impossible, but dude, that train scene? Yo. That, man. The train scene <laughs> look, is killer. Look, we say a lot of things about Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise knows how to entertain. Yes. Okay. Man, that train scene and the way that they shot am going off the cliff on that motorcycle like bro and even even the italy scenes where they're driving around that small little buggy man <laughs> their little baby car man they had to give them that thing and the way that they and the and how humorous that scene was that whole sequence was i really think that the way that where measure Impossible was released in that window was why they perform okay okay um like let me see i'm gonna look i'm gonna let's go back let's let's time travel a little bit right just just a tad let's a tad so 
you had Mission Impossible released on July 12th, right? So this was after we're going into June. So we're June. We have Transformers Rise of the Beast. You have Little Mermaid. So it's like a lot of people are not saving money on this. And you had The Flash, you had Elemental. Um, what else do we have? Indiana Jones. We had. Mm, yeah, yeah. We had. And then, and literally, what is this? July 12th to July 21st. What happens on July 21st? Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah. Like, so people are like, like, people are like, let me go in and save my money up for Barbie. You know what I'm saying? I'll check Mission Impossible out when it comes comes on Netflix or something. Exactly. And we and let's not forget we had Fast X come out in May. True. Um yeah. we had all these movies come out. And so it's like and then Guardians were released on top of it. So like, even though that should be enough time, you gotta think about people spending their hard earned money. It goes back to what I was saying. And earlier. the people that wait for the second week and stuff like that. Exactly. Because some people just don't wanna go when everyone's at the theater. No, I love Yo, I shout, love that kind of shout shit. Shout out to my shout out to my working plat working class people. I'm gonna just say this real quick. Working class people. I wonder if the dollar theaters and the second run theaters get counted. <laughs> like, yo, shout out to the dollar theater, man. They they held us down in the summer when we was kids. Shout out Yo, the dollar Bro. theater. I mean it was it was a broke down theater, but I mean it was, yo, you gotta see a movie. I right? the popcorn was the like the most secondhand stalish popcorn, but I mean right. hey, it was a dollar. Look, I saw I saw Casino Royale when I was in college at a dollar theater for the first time. And it was some of the best time that I ever had. I still remember. <laughs> um yo, but look, dollar man, theaters be holding down, man. But look, like Barbie like we all know how much Barbie and Oppenheimer ruled the box office last year it like it was a whole phenomenon so the fact of the matter is that you had it's almost a little after two weeks later and everyone knows that barbie Barbie and i'm probably coming out in a couple weeks before mission possible comes out you're gonna wait you're gonna hold your money on that i that release window i think if mission impossible had nothing releasing around it it probably would have done better Okay, okay. Release windows are all about because like, like this, this one as far as Deadpool and Wolverine, there's nothing exactly. at least there's nothing really big around it. Like everybody, Ooh, everybody that's super big is kind of on their own, sort of. Like Ghostbusters, which is probably going to be, it's not going to be like Avengers big, but it'll be bigger. That's on its own. Godzilla is kind of on its own, and Deadpool's kind of on its own. I will say. The threats to just looking at the calendar, Despicable Me 4, early in the month, and your oh, Twisters yeah. on the 19th. Despicable Me go get that family money. Four Quadrant movies, man. Oh, yeah. Say and you got a Kung Fu Panda 4 coming out. Uh, Next month. In March? April? Yeah, March. So, yeah, there, there's, there's a couple, but there's so, those big movies are kind of on their own, sort of. Yeah, and like I'm looking at you know long legs. I don't know what that is. Um, Project Artemis. This is just I'm looking at just like what Wiki has as far as just the release schedule. Like Despicable Me Four and Twisters, I think are a threat to Deadpool because you know 
families go see movies they love the animated movies that's why that little me is what it is yeah um so and the minions are a cash cow i'm not gonna front like this facts exactly and so, they, they they are funny i even though yeah. at first i was like i hate these little yellow things but that's man, how everyone they are funny they they are funny it's it's kind of like you know what it's kind of like that three stooges kind of comedy mm-hmm so I, I will give it to them. The minions, I got a soft spot for them. They, you know, they I, they I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Like, look, I think Deadpool is going to probably be the biggest thing in July, but just from a financial regular person, not in the industry, not a fan of the industry. Okay, it's okay. something to be. It's something to be consider about now let's be honest we know that Deadpool Wolverine is going to be rated R there's no way that that movie cannot be rated R yeah because I don't think I don't think Ryan Reynolds was going to do it if it wasn't rated R that's what I thought that, I, so, I, I heard something about that but I wasn't sure if that was official or not um, but yeah so look I'm just speculating but so you know we'll see we will see all right, um, we'll see we'll see man but like look this has been a great conversation um i i just really hope to see what we're gonna do and like let's be honest we'll, we'll release three things as far as a press strategy in one week we have no one we have no we don't know what else is going to be failures whether else they're going to hit about over the course of the year so yeah i mean just as far like, as press strategy we have D23, we have San Diego, and we have New mm-hmm. York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And, and I, LA Comic Con, I love y'all, but they don't be they don't be announcing stuff at y'all spot yet. Even though I love LA Comic Con. Shouts out to LA Comic Con. They always let me get a press pass, even when I was little. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I guess I'm still little. But I mean, Check I was out. littler. <laughs> yo, shout out to it. and it was right off the off, off the train stop, man. Like, yo, I love, man. I miss, I miss LA sometimes. I do be missing y'all, but anyway. So, Comic Con is the same weekend as Deadpool Wolverine. So, so, there's probably gonna be a special screening in Hall H, I assume, or somewhere around San Diego. Movie drops on July 26th. Comic Con is from July 25th to 28th. You cannot say that they're not going to have something ready for it. Yeah, there's going to be a huge installation there. And they'll probably look, I know we weren't going to talk about it, but the elephant with the big elephant in the room. Hey, we don't know what they're doing with Kang yet. Are they gonna? Yeah, they haven't really said yet whether they're gonna recast, whether they're gonna just kind of like slide them to the side. Um, We have no idea. Because what they could do is, if they wanted to still use the character later, they could kind of like slide them to the side, sort of, and then bring in a new person, and then recast them like two years down the line, and then bring Kang back in. You know what I'm saying? So, who knows? So no, and I'm 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 not even gonna talk about the whole Jonathan Majors part of it. Yeah. That's a whole other thing that we can talk about for hours, but I'm just saying we don't know what's happening with Kang yet, so there's still mm-hmm. a lot to And maybe maybe we'll find out in Deadpool or post credit or something like that. Maybe. 
Look, but the fact I'll, I'll say I'll say this: the fact that the Marvels had a X Men post uh, post credit scene that no one was expecting. I'm just gonna say, there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah, you know, it, I, we'll we'll see how they we'll see how they hold down that that Hall H, which I'm pretty sure they're gonna do something and D23 too as well. Oh yeah, definitely. But uh, definitely. I'll throw it over to you. Um, what's your final thoughts, and where can people find you? Final thoughts. Let's be positive. Let's be happy, and let's be all, let's be happy that we got. Free Marvel announcements for one week. I mean, yeah. we can find me at Clement Bryant on Instagram and Twitter, and that's it. Have nothing right. else to say. That's what's up. Uh, I like to give a shout out to my contributors. I got some folks like Enrique Carrion, Lynn Vidal, Deep House Nation. You know, what I'm saying support the channel, keep everything going, helping a brother out. Whether you hit the like, whether you comment, whether you share it. Please, please share it. It helps out so much, man. You know what I'm saying? Share that stuff. You know, whether you gave one penny or all the pennies. Big shout out to all y'all. Uh, my final thoughts is um, the X-Men 97 will really hook me depending on the relationship between Magneto and the team now that he's saying that everything from Xavier has been essentially bequeathed to him. So... Uh, with that said, N-E-R-D, S-O-U-L, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, podcast, all that jazz. And until the next time that you have to go with the TVA to become one of the heroes among heroes. This is from us to you just saying peace. Peace. peace.